Hello listeners and welcome to Retrospective Replay Episode 9, a serialised podcast taking an in-depth look into video games. This is Season 3, Dino Crisis. My name is Ian, with me tonight is Michael. Hey Michael. Hello Ian. So how are you feeling? Final episode? Yeah, good. Ready. Well, I mean, not to find out what's happened, because I know what happened. Well, we know what happened, and we'll be talking about our theories and having them debunked more than likely. Let's see if Gale is evil. Let's see if Gale is evil. I just, I, I didn't really have any patch notes. I can only think of one patch note when I was doing editing. You know, when we're talking about the um, the Simpsons bit with the um, the mule with the spinning wheel, nobody knows how he got it and danged if he knows how to use it. Yeah. I said it was Troy McClure, but Troy McClure's a character. I wasn't actually Troy McClure. It was just the guy that plays Troy McClure, the voice actor. Really? He was playing a different character. Yeah, he was playing the monorail guy. Yeah, but I called him Troy McClure, oh, okay. and it wasn't... Um, it's Phil Hartman. He's who does the voice, and Phil Hartman's done some funny stuff. He was on Saturday Night Live. Okay. It's it, anyway, it's good. So that's about the only thing I could really think of when I was doing the like when I was editing the other episodes. All right. Well, that's good. That there's no mistakes. We're running a tight ship. Uh, and if I find a mistake on last week's episode or this week's episode, and then it'll just have to go into the ether and be forgotten. Yeah. So let's see. Where were we? I think last week we had just captured Dr. Kirk. Gail sat in the room with him. Rick ran off to do something or other. He's probably in the, the back in the control room. The B3. disembarkation immigration oh, yeah. office, yeah. yeah. And I had selected Rick's method and you selected Gail's method. So do you want to go through the Gale method first and then I'll go through my Rick method and then we'll reconvene after we get the stabilizer and the initializer. Okay. Did you go to did you go to the the so you saved it. You went past the room that had the wiretapping device in it, didn't you? I did. I went past that room, yeah. Okay. Did you ever go back there? Yes, I had to go back there. Okay. For Rick's method. Well, I went there. Okay, well, I leave that as Rick's method then, because I went there as well as part of when I was going back to save the last time. Right. But, so, what the Gale's method was to get the stabilizer and the initializer, but not yeah, to... Yeah. They were already pre-built, weren't they? You were just collecting yeah, them. they were already and pre-built. And said there'd be a lot of dinosaurs. There wasn't that many dinosaurs, to be honest with you. Really? No. So, I went... I won't do all the travelling back and forth and whatnot because that's a waste Not of fine. time. So went back through the passageway to experiment area, the rest station to the control room. I noticed again when you go through the control uh, carrying out room B three, the T Rex is still there, knocks knocked out. Right. And then went back into weapon storage, general weapon storage. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things in there. You can get some plugs and you can get some grenade bullets. Um, but what you want in, in that area, in the transport passageway, is not the general storage, weapon storage area. You want a special weapon storage area, and that's behind the security door A. Yeah. Um, so you go into the special weapon storage. There's a file in there that I read. It's Third Energy Basic Concept by Edward Kirk. Right. So that explains the whole third energy. So he says it's the technology to extract energy from the ions in the atmosphere. That is the heart of third energy. If you control the flow of ions... By ionizing the constitution of the air, then you can extract the resultant electron movement as energy. 
The basic concept is simple. The electrons from which energy of movement was extracted combines with ions to once again form their original constitution. However, due to the current level of technology, it is impossible to return it to 100% of its original constitution. The waste constitute yields of peroxide that is similar to ozone as a byproduct. However, it is not at a level high enough to threaten the concept of the proposed clean energy source. So that's an mm-hmm. interesting one to read. Anyway, you're in that room, um, and then you go through another door. It's got danger restricted area on it, and that takes you into where biological weapons are stored. So it says biological weapons are stored here. If these are activated, all creatures on this island will be annihilated. So I think that's probably what you don't want to do. There's a lift then that takes you up. So you step on the lift, you go up, and it takes you into a kind of a cold storage room. Right. So there's some other things in here. There's some biological weapons, but it says they are frozen. Um, But in here, you find the parts to create the energy to start the generator. So you find the already completed initializer. Um, and stabilizer so you take those one's blue and one is red you go back down in the lift back to the transport passageway general weapon storage Uh, effectively what you're trying to get to is back to the third energy control room however Mm -hmm. i think you had done something that i hadn't done i realized that i needed to take kirk's fingerprints so i had to go back again into kirk's lab and into his library take his fingerprints and then go to the security pass room and make his id there's actually a second place you can get the fingerprints from as well, you know. Really? You know, when he killed the woman, he left a bloody fingerprint mark on the wall. Because mm. it says the fingerprints can clearly be seen when you interact with it. I did not know that. I just went yeah. back and got his fingerprints. So I'm assuming yeah. then, and then we come to the, then you go back into the, the third energy room, the control room, and start the process. But right. you'll have yeah. got there, but in a different way. Yeah, so let's see. I started in the save room, the security pass room, the music stabilizer and initializer starts to play. And it had talked previously in a memo about how there's a recording device in that storage area, wasn't there? And we just got the level A security card. So you go into that room and the camera switches and it's looking at a console and also yellow journal. The yellow journal is a note to the staff from Dr. Kirk. It says, notice, preparing the stabilizer and the initializer. Make sure these two devices are ready in time for the experiment. Each of these two devices consists of the following three parts. Core parts, protect part A, protect part B. This means six parts are needed in all. These parts are separately stored in the equipment room, the design room, and the part storage room. Once you have acquired all six parts, you can assemble them in the experiment room. The weightless manipulator must be operating by staff of level A class. So it's just, it's telling you how to do it, which I quite like. It, you know, it tells you where to go, what parts you need, and what stuff you need. So we've got it. So on this terminal, it asks for a planning disk. And, um, you know, you pop the planning disk in, and you get a terminal, and you get a puzzle, and there's a number on the screen in the cursor. And you can only move the cursor, say there's a zero in the middle, and if you move up and it goes to maybe it's a number four, and then right could be a six, and left could be a three. But right now, when you go through, it makes a tone, but you don't know what it is. I did a bit looking round. Did you get the grid launcher parts from in here? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. So you get the grid launcher parts, and I think it's, it's weird because it says, like, allows for simultaneous firing or something. But I think it just means it allows for semi-automatic. You can fire, like, three shots yeah. before she reloads. Faster, yeah. I think that's all it means, really. So what you have to do, when you look around, there's a shelf, but it's not a normal-looking shelf. It looks like a big locker, and you can push it out of the way, and the recording device is behind it, and a plug, actually. So did you find the wiretapping device? Yes. Right. So when you interact with it, it's Dr. Kirk speaking with Colonel Clay. 
and Dr. Kirk says that he has concerns about the new generator. However, the stabilizer is a bit of a problem because it only functions perfectly under nominal conditions. Colonel Clay interrupts him and says that it's still a problem under certain conditions, and with the budget, personnel and facilities at his disposal, he should be able to solve the problem. As it's doing this, the camera then looks at the console and at some storage lockers. Dr. Kirk says, once complete control can be established, we will literally have the power of God at our disposal, and it will be obtainable if you cooperate with me. Colonel Clay finishes, the power of a God, how can I refuse? And this is where you hear the beeping of a code. So you've got to remember the code, go back to the console, and it took me a good couple of attempts to, to figure it out in the end, but the code was 367204. So did you do that? See, I didn't get... No, because I didn't have the planning disc. Ah, of course. Because I had yeah. Rick. Rick hadn't given me the planning disc, so I couldn't operate the console. Right. So what happens is then, two of the, console, two of the lockers open next to the console, which gives us core parts one and two. So we need more parts. So it told us in the memo where we need to go. So we go back out the experimentation room hall which is just like you go out and right and right again and you're there and these red-headed raptors are back, which is a bit of a pain. So I had loads of grade ammo at this point, so I whipped out the new grade launcher and started smoking them. And we move into the stabilizer design room, which is the one where we originally got the level C key card from and we first encountered them red raptors. And there's a couple of consoles for the planning disc. And the first one, you put the code 0204, and I believe you get the, um, I'm trying to think where we get the, the code from. Isn't it from a memo where it says to get the numbers, split the number of the part and put a zero on the end or something? Yeah. Or on the start. So now we get two more parts from there, protect part 1A, protect part 2A. And there's a second console in this room opposite the entrance. Again, needs a planning disc with the code 0367, which gives us item protect part 1B. So I think there's just, is there one more part to collect now, which we go to the stabilizer design room, the one where we've got the shotgun parts. And now we can access the back room behind the glass with the level A security pass. So using the planning disc on the console on the corner gives us protect part 2B. And then you need to use this machine it was on about before, the uh, the creation machine, whatever called it, the weightlessness, the weightless manipulator. And it's a simple puzzle, but I didn't realize the puzzle at first because you interact with it using the part. And then you've got a part in the center of the screen with like a line going through it to show its orientation. And then other parts come from the outside of the screen. And what you need to do is turn the part slightly to match the orientation of the parts coming in. And it just locks them together. Um, took me a couple of attempts, but then eventually it flashes up complete and we get a check OK message and the doors open. We take the initializer and the stabilizer out. So we have the two parts. So this is where I rejoin with you. And what I tried to do, because I figured, oh, I've got the level A security pass. I tried to go back to um, where you went, you know, because yeah. of the level A doors. It's and when I went to the... And when I, yeah, yeah, that's it. When I got to the top of the stairs, it says you have to activate the generator first. So you know, I went back through the security pass room, and that's where I, I remembered I needed Kirk's card. So I already had it, and we already have the ID from the memo where the dead woman was. You use the ID card with the code 31415, and you get the verification message that says Section Third Energy Lab ID Supervisor Kirk Edward. And so now we have Kirk's card. 
So I believe we head back, don't we? And you need to go back to that console. Yeah. So you go via the part storage to the passageway through the third energy control room. And it's that third energy system, you know, the one that made the 80s arcade noises previously. Yeah, yeah you go on to that. So you use that, and then the computer starts telling us, announcement, please place the initializer and the stabilizer in the generator. At this point, I um, went back to see Kirk and Gail, because I was there. And I thought, oh, wouldn't if you say something different now? Because if you, when you interact with him the first time, he says, oh, good luck getting the parts or something, and laughs at you. And he says the exact same thing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I've got them. Yeah, no, I was the same, because when I had the parts, I had to go, go back, his, go and get his fingerprints, and he said the same thing to me, even though I'd just gotten the two parts. I did notice there was a, I can't, I don't think we read it out last week. There's a journal in there, Third Energy as the Final Weapon by Edward Kirk. Didn't read. And that says, um, if the third energy reaction exceeds the critical point, it evokes the overload phenomenon. When this happens, we can't control it. The huge amount of energy creates chain reactions and begins to disintegrate the surrounding air. The ensuing explosion will vaporise anything in the near vicinity. If you could control the area where the overload occurs, the third energy will literally become the ultimate weapon. The power of the weapon depends on how much energy can restrain before the explosion occurs. In other words, the capability of the stabiliser is the key to everything. The third energy was supposed to be the project of the development policy. Create a basic power source for the permanently stationed weapon. If we change the policy of the project here and now, this government will be able to obtain the most deadly and destructive device in the world. However, our current budget is completely out of the question. You'll find my estimate of the budget in the next chapter. Please review and consider. I guess it's just saying it is actually just a weapon, isn't it, really? It I'm was designed to be a weapon. They're just calling it an energy device. source. Yeah. Well, it is a doomsday device, definitely. And they're just calling it an energy source, aren't they, to hide the fact that it's a weapon? Yeah. It's, it's Metal Gear. Well, it is Metal Gear, pretty much, yeah. It's all connected. It's all connected, yeah. <laughs> Do, wait, did you, once you had started that computer, you did, before you put in the parts, you went back and saw Kirk? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's when I then span around because you're right next to it. And I, first of all, I went over that bridge we lowered and placed the stabilizer in there. Yeah. And then you come out of there, round the corner, and there was a lift that I didn't realise that was there when I thought, oh, what, what's down the screen? And there's a lift, and this lift takes us down to the third energy area, B3. So you just follow it round, you go up and down some stairs, and you place the initialiser. And then at this point, what I did was leave, which was stupid. Yeah. Because I had to then okay. go to check the journal, and it said point three. After placing the initialiser, it says, operate the panel near the initialiser to connect the inhale shaft to the generator. So I had to go all the way back, past where I placed the initialiser, and operate the console. And there was a plug next to the console, which was, again, nice. Um, and you activate the console, which then makes the... So when I put in the... I was able to use a lift as well. So I went down and I put the initializer part into the generator. And then this shaft came out. Or was it a stabilizer? I can't remember. So there's a kind of a rumbling. And the shaft extends. And then you go back up the lift. And you put in the stabilizer. And then rods come down. When you operate the panel, the music starting up starts to play, and like you say, the generator activates, and you get like get like a glass box filled with like coolant or something, isn't it? it comes down. It's got bubbles in it. 
Yeah, and then the computer talks to you again, and it says, Warning, third energy output is approaching critical point. Cease operation immediately. And then that's where you get the cutscene, and Regina does loads of running for us now, doesn't she? Yeah. So she runs off into the third energy control room, and she gets to the bottom of the stairs, and the alarm is sounding. The music No Turning Back starts to play, and the alarm says, Danger. Third energy output is approaching critical point, attempting to compensate. Rick then calls Regina, and he tells Regina to set the power output to maximum. Regina says, here it goes, just remember there's no turning back once it overloads. They've named the music after all the dialogue in this game, haven't they? Yeah. Have you noticed? It always seems to match up. Rick tells her we won't look back, crank that sucker, and let's go out with a boom. The alarm starts going off again well it's, it's been going up all time so that's talking again and it says danger generator has surpassed safety parameters third energy overload in progress all personnel evacuate immediately and regina then runs off back up the stairs and then we see inside the lab with kirk and gail so the music changes to overloaded yeah that's something different though it's the, it, the, the way it cut to that is different to what happened because it just goes black screen and then you have white writing Dr. Kirk's library room. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice cut, actually. I quite liked it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I'm assuming this has happened kind of simultaneously, and the whole building's just starting to shake, and the ceiling starts to fall. Gail shouts at Kirk to move, and then pushes him out of the way, and there's massive pipe, and I mean it is massive, isn't it? A massive pipe, yes. Yeah, and it falls on top of Gail, and Kirk walks over to him and laughs calls him a fool, asking what was the point in even saving him. Kirk then turns around and walks off, but not before Gale throws a tracker onto Kirk's back. See, it shows that Kirk, it shows that Gale is not a bad guy. He saved his life. I guess, are we wrong? Is Gale not evil? Is it... I don't think he's evil. And Kirk is a massive dick. Kirk's evil, yeah, yeah. definitely. Kirk's evil. You could tell that from his British accent, though. Yeah. He's like Liquid Snake. He is... He's like, did you like my sunglasses, Gail? At <laughs> <laughs> that point, just before he passes out, he goes on his radio. Did you know he activates like a blue light on his radio yeah. on his hand? So I guess it's like a like a signal to like a, a rescue signal or something. Mm, maybe. Or do they all have different colours? I didn't really like, do they on their wrists? Or maybe the blue one is a rescue signal. Yeah, I think there's a green transmitting, red receiving, and then blue must be, a, or, or vice versa, and okay. blue must be like a distress signal, I'm guessing. So the screen fades black, just like it did when we're going to Dr. Kirk's room, and now we are back to Regina, and she's walking up the stairs into the third NG control room. So there's only one thing to do, really, isn't it? And that's to go save Gail. Yeah. So you run through the third NG area, into the lab, and then we go into the, what was it called? The personal library? Into Dr. Kirk's library room. The music, Breathe Faintly, is playing. Regina sees Gale under the pipe and shouts his name. He tells her he's okay, but he's on the ground with a massive pool of blood out from under him. Yeah. But, you know, he's like the tough guy, isn't he? He tells her to go to Kirk in a hurry and that he's tagged Kirk with a transceiver, then hands her a pulse receiver and blacks out. And again, it just, I quite like how this is just kind of, it's it's fast travelling us a bit now, isn't yeah. it? Because we're suddenly taken to the disembarkation immigration office. Regina is supporting Gail's weight with his arm over her shoulder, and Rick can be heard typing at the keyboard again. The music last selection starts to play. 
Rick says the overload level is increasing and they need a little more time. Spinning round in his seat, he sees Gail and asks what happened to him. Regina tells him she doesn't know, but Kirk has gone. I mean, could she not just said a big pipe fell on him? Because she saw the big pipe fall on him. Nah, that would be too easy. Rick shouts that he's going to kill Kirk whilst he opens the door to the port again. And the camera looks at the third energy vortex blocking the way to the port, which now dissipates. Rick says now all they have to do is escape. But Regina asks about Kirk. Rick tells her, forget about Kirk. It's a miracle that they're still alive. Gail then weakly butts in, telling him not to forget about the mission. And he's not here to babysit. But Rick says, sorry, but I have a conscience and I'm taking you back now. Gail protests, telling him to get going and that he's going after Kirk. Rick calls him insane, telling him to remember the situation, that the third energy can't be controlled, and that if they stay here any longer, it's complete suicide. Gail tells him he realises this, and if he's not back 30 minutes to make their escape without him. 30 minutes seems like a... A long time, yes. Yeah, and he starts to leave the room. He can hardly walk. (laughs) And then Rick turns to Regina and says, do something, and then we get a selection. So we get Gail's idea... Put priority on the mission and go after Dr. Kirk. Or Rick's idea. Ignore your duty and go after your comrade. So I know you did one, I did another, and there's actually a third ending as well. So do you want to talk about yours first? Yeah. Well, there's only two decisions, but there's three endings. Yes. And I think if you... I think you can only... I think you can only get two endings if you do one and one ending if you do the other or something. I don't know. I think so. That sounds about right. So basically, when you pick Gail's strategy Gail says Kirk he must be after the stabilizer and then he walks out of the room and then Rick says to Regina why did you let him go and Regina said I'm finally beginning to understand him he's a professional first and foremost it's the only way he operates so I think we're all beginning to understand Gail here he's not yeah. evil he's just no yeah I think he's just focused on his mission he's yeah, he's just direct with the mission, isn't he? Yeah, and he just wants it to be completed and wants to achieve his objectives. Yeah, he's duty-bound or something like that. Um, and then Rick says, you're right. It's up to me to do my part as well. I'll make sure everything's ready to go as soon as you get back. So then um, you go off. Uh, you obviously have to find Kirk. You have the transmitter. So you can see him on the map where he is. So mm-hmm. I went off back to the rest station, central stairway, passageway to experiment area. It's a long way then to go looking through the security pass room, part storage, experimental room hall. I went into the wrong room first. I went into the stabilizer design room. Right. That blue-headed dinosaur was outside again. I killed him this time. I just couldn't be bothered um, yeah. just running around him. Um, there was nothing really in there. Um, went back out into the hall and then went into the stabilizer experiment uh, room. Uh, and when you walk in the door, there's a cutscene. So, uh, when you walk through the door, Gail is there standing or leaning against the wall with his gun pointed at Kirk. Um, and Regina says, you got your man, Gail. Uh, and Dr. Kirk is like, you're not one to forget a grudge, are you? So he says that to Gail. And then Regina's like, come on, let's go. So then Gail says to Regina, take this. So he gives her a disc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gail explains everything that's basically happened. He's like, it contains all of the information on the third energy, including the details on how to use it as a weapon. Once we deliver this disc to our government, our real mission will be complete. Um, and then Dr. Kirk starts laughing sarcastically. He's like, just as I suspected. 
Regina then asks Gail, what do you mean our real mission? Our mission is to take back Dr. Kirk. And then Kirk, uh, again, kind of sneeringly says, that was the official lie your government fed you. Your boss only wanted the data from the very beginning. Um, Then Regina, she's like, oh, what are you talking about? I think she would have known this from listening to the wiretap, but anyway. And Kirk says, don't you get it, girl? It's so obvious. The government doesn't want me. They want the third energy. They want this weapon all to themselves. And then Regina, kind of shocked, is like, then this whole mission was a front from the very beginning. So then Gail basically comes out and tells her, our government knew that Kirk's project had to be some sort of weapon. I mean, just think about it. A staged accidental death, political asylum, a secret non-weapon project at a hidden military base. And you know how this country has always been famous for developing new weapons in secret. Our government knew that there was a new weapon and they wanted it. Our real mission was to ascertain all information on the weapon so that only our country could exploit it. Dr. Kirk's just a bonus. And then you can see the realisation hits Regina and she's like, I I can't believe it. And again, Kirk starts laughing and is like, ha, you naively called me a devil before. But if you think about it, you know who the true devil is. And then Regina, she's kind of shocked. She says to Gail, I don't understand. Why didn't you tell us? So I was thinking at this point, maybe Gail isn't as clean cut as I thought. But what he says next is like, I can only guess that you two um, were too clean to be trusted by the top brass. And then Regina says, what about you? And then his voice kind of cracks and he says, I didn't want to put either of you in danger. What you didn't know couldn't hurt you. Ah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that seems like a good reason. Yeah. They're only following orders. And then Kirk's like, this has been all quite enlightening, but can we go now? Um, and then Regina's like, you're right, let's go. And then she looks at Gail. Gail just basically falls down, slides along the floor and uh, along the wall onto the floor and dies. Wow. So, yeah. And then Dr. Kirk is like, and this is your reward for a lifetime of service to the government. Sad, isn't it? And then Regina punches him in the face. Right. And she's like, let's go. So then you have the disc with the information on it. um, And then you head back to the disembarkation immigration office. So Mm -hmm. Rick's there and he's typing away on the computer again and then he turns around and he's like where's gail regina basically kind of sighs and then rick realizes that gail's dead so then he's like straight away he's like oh well let's go he seems sad but i don't know it's it's all the 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 way they talk in this is a bit hard to get your head around anyway so then you go to the port through the door that rick had opened the portal is gone now and as you're heading out along to the port where there's a hovercraft Mm-hmm. Regina sees it. There's a T-Rex lying on the ground. This is a different T-Rex to the one that got knocked out previously. How do you know it's a different T-Rex? Because the other T-Rex was still back in the carrying out room. Okay. The last time I saw it. This one's in the when you go through the passageway of the port. Right. So it must be a different T-Rex. Because how did it get through to there? Anyway. so there's a Well, t- none of the doors are big enough as well. No. So there's a T-Rex lying on the ground. It looks dead. It's kind of got a pool of blood next to its mouth. So. Okay. You walk around and you go and you look for, um, you basically find the hovercraft storage room. And as you're walking in that door, the, the cuts, there's a cutscene and you can see the T-Rex closing its mouth and it basically makes a growling noise. So it wasn't dead at all. So then you get onto the hovercraft. So there is Kirk, Regina and Rick is driving the hovercraft. So there's a cutscene and they're driving out of the, the port. He gives her a grenade he gives her grenade bullets 
and also he gives her a plug. There's a plug box in the a yellow box in the hovercraft, the back of it. But anyway, I, I didn't use it. And so they're starting to drive away. And next thing, there's a bump on the bottom of the hovercraft, and you see the water kind of start to um, foam. And next thing, yeah, there's there the T Rex. So Rick turns around and you can see the T Rex, and he's like, "Oh, he's back." I was beginning to miss a, rip, a reptilian groupie. All right. Mean, just again. That's lame. Yeah, and then Regina's like, shut up and steer. I'm going to take care of this once and for all. So he gives her, uh, as I say, a plug and some grenade bullets. And then what happens is. Uh, it's stupid. The uh-huh. T Rex comes out of the water. The hovercraft is driving along really fast. Yeah. And. It's like the T-Rex is on a jet ski. So it's just skimming along. It, kind of, it can't run. It couldn't run through the water that fast to keep up with it. It's like it's being pulled along. It's, it's like a hydrofoil. Kind of, yeah. It, it's, it's kind of bloody stupid, to be honest with you. So you start shooting the T-Rex with the grenades. I don't know. I think it took me three or four shots. And after... So once you hit it three or four shots, it kind of drops off. Uh, and once that happens, the video starts, and then uh-huh. Rick says to Regina, I'll finish this. So he's got a missile. There's a big missile on top of the hovercraft. I don't know where that mm-hmm. came from. And he shoots that at a, a bridge over the top of the, the port area that they're driving out. It appears to have some explosives on it. Um, and he shouts, stay down. And then he shoots the um, missile at that bridge, and there's an explosion. Um, and then the the video kind of changes to it's not cutscene; it's video rather than than cutscene at this point. Um, and the hovercraft, you can see it being blown out of the the port area, and there's a, it kind of skids um, and stops um, at the end, and there's a ball of flames. And Rick mm-hmm. is like, "Well, that's that game over, folks." So breaking the fort wall. And then yeah. Regina's like, well, after this mission, and this is again more of the bloody. After this mission, I don't think I'll ever be able to look at a croc skin bag the same way. Oh, no. Yeah. And you can see that they're on the water and you can see underneath the image or the silhouette of the T-Rex. So it gets bumped again. And then Regina gets knocked over in the hovercraft and a kind of a C4, an explosive charge or something, falls out. So she picks that up and then so the T-Rex appears again um, and then Rick starts driving off again in the hovercraft so then she goes out the window she opens the or the side door of the hovercraft she takes the explosive charge she pulls out the primer with her like teeth and sticks it into it and then she basically gets it throws it at the T-Rex and she's like this is the end of the line for you handsome uh, you're extinct so basically she throws it into the t-rex's mouth and he explodes into pieces that's basically the end i see okay so that's one of them um shall i tell you what happens on rick's ending yeah go on it's not it's not it's long really so as gail goes to run off regina hits him in the stomach and knocks him out rick tells her thanks but gi joe deserved it and let's go so rick runs off to the hovercraft with gail like carrying gail and regina follows when they get the, the hovercraft, Regina tells them, let's get out of here. And Rick says they can't, at least not yet, because it needs fuel and some repair before it'll move. And she says she'll take care of the fuel. So you have to go collect fuel, and Rick gives you, like, a fuel tank, but he says it's like, he says, like, oh, it's like nuclear power or something. So you've got to run back into the warehouse to these, like, storage tanks, use the energy tank, and grab some fuel. I didn't know. The hovercraft, I didn't need any of that. 
when I got no. into the hovercraft, it was just ready to go. Ready to go. Weird, isn't it? Unless Rick had already went there. I don't know. Done it. But anyway. So then some dust and rocks start to fall from the ceiling and a large sound of footsteps. And Rick says it's a T-Rex again. Regina tells him, leave him to me. You just get the thing fixed. Again, the same thing happens where like a case drops in front of Regina and you can get grenade bullets and a plug. And she moves back up into like the warehouse area and the music, a fierce fight at the port plays. And in the warehouse, the T-Rex comes busting through the door and Regina gets chased by the T-Rex again, much like round the helicopter and you run round basically the outside of the warehouse and the camera switches now and again to the eyes of the t-rex and the word fire comes up in the bottom corner so you spin round and shoot it and you run away and you do that and after like two minutes you get the cg ending where rick moves the hovercraft forward and shouts fire in the hole and shoots a rocket at the t-rex it misses the t-rex but hits a massive tank and the tank blows up and starts a chain reaction throughout the facility then Regina jumps in the hovercraft. Rick goes, it's time to make like a tree and get out of here. Oh, God. I know. The T-Rex then jumps in the water to follow them, but the energy vortex starts to expand, and the energy vortex is about to swallow them up, and Rick's like, it's going to overtake us, but they, they get away. The energy disappears, and the whole island is gone. So I'm not sure if it's went back in time or it's just been vaporised. Okay. So it's... It's one of the two, but Dr. Kirk was obviously still there, so he's dead. That's a that's quite a different ending. It is, yeah. And now in a third ending, the secret ending, I suppose, is... And the only reason I know this is because I've followed the guide. I would have never figured this out, I don't think, by myself. You would have probably beat the game and went, third ending, huh? After doing the other one. But So the way you do it is you select Gales... And instead of going where you did, you head to the central stairway and you go through the level A security door, which takes you to the port transport passageway. And in here, there's like this large transport type thing and you jump on it. It's on rails, I believe. And it takes you all the way across this track and you get off and you go into another one. And then eventually that takes you to the underground heliport. And when you walk in, Regina sees a helicopter and the music a chopper plays and the camera pans around it. So I think the idea is the same as yours, your ending your heart. But now you found the chopper, so they think, oh, well, maybe they can use this type of thing because you jump back on the transport and you move into the special weapons storage area where Dr. Kirk and Gale are. And Gale's got his gun, pointing at Dr. Kirk, and he's, he's, you know, it's a sort of similar dialogue where Regina goes, oh, you've got your man then, Gale. Dr. Kirk says, yes, he seems to make mission in my life to make my life miserable. Is that what he said for you as well? Um, no, I don't think so. No? Okay. And then Regina says, I found a heliport on the way out of here, so our escape will be quicker if we use it instead. And then Gail says, fine, thanks for the disc, Doc. And then Regina says to herself, disc? So I was a bit confused as to what the disc was. But obviously you've now explained what it is. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I was looking back to the thing, the notes I had. Basically, he's when Regina says, you've got your man, Gail, Kirk says, you're not one to forget a grudge, are you? So it's ah, not right. miserable. Also, yeah, yeah, I mean, the disc, if you had this ending, you're, what are you going to, there's a whole load of story that you're just not going to get. 
I don't think you would have found the sending the first time. I imagine there's very few amount of players that got the sending the first time round because it is a you know it's a total roundabout way of getting it. And I think it would take you quite a long time to figure it out. To be honest, you you would just probably follow the the waypoint your first time. Yeah, yeah, but if you went Rick's way or you went this way, then you're never going to find out about the whole government secret government stuff. That's that's true. I guess it's the replayability of it. So the game just moves you back to the underground heliport, and the music finally caught starts to play. Regina closes the helicopter door after Gail and Dr. Kirk get in, and then Rick calls on the radio. Regina tells him the doctor's been secured, and Rick says, Good to hear it, but I got bad news. The hovercraft was destroyed by the T-Rex. She tells him not to worry about it because of the chopper they can use, and he says, Got it, I'm headed over right now. So I'm assuming they can see each other on the, on the map, you know? You know, like, you could, I, I guess. It's the only way you can explain it, because unless... She's telling him where to go off camera sort of thing. So you have to move back out, but again, this box appears under your feet with grenade bullets and a plug. I'm not sure why it gives you the plug, because there's no... I don't think there was a... There might have been. I might have missed it. There was a yellow plug there. box in the back of the hovercraft. I, I don't think there's anything next to the helicopter, but maybe I just missed it. So you need to ride the transport back over to pick up Rick. And as the doors open up, the music, troublesome and ferocious, is playing. Rick says, the T-Rex is right behind us, we've got to get out here fast. And the T-Rex kind of forces the doors open that Rick came through. And Rick gets in the cockpit of the transporter. Regina tells him to hurry up. It starts to move off. So my T-Rex fight, I was on the back of the transporter and the T-Rex is chasing me. And I fired four grenades at it, I think. I just kept firing grenade, grenade after grenade. I didn't even stop the wait and lunged at me or anything. And then that was it. That was the T-Rex fight over with. And after you do that, the video starts for this ending. You get in the helicopter and it takes off. And it's flying through, like, it's an underground heliport, so it's flying through this massive, like, a diagonal shaft leading towards the the ground so they can escape. And then the T-Rex breaks through the huge door behind the helicopter and roars at them and starts to chase them. And it chases them all the way up the shaft. And then Rick says, the dinosaur just doesn't give up. He says, I'm going to flash fry that dino dodo. Like, what sort of line is that? And then there's this bomb on the other side of the helicopter. And he drops the bomb, and the bomb explodes and, you know, blows up on the T-Rex. And then it rolls again, and they escape in the helicopter, and they fly away into the horizon. Mission complete. So I guess your debriefing was slightly different to my debriefing. Uh, well, it would have been. It would have been almost the same, but almost not the same. Quite. So the final report of the operation, Doctor Kirk, agent named Regina. Yeah, yeah, so I get that. Then she says, Doctor Kirk has been recaptured. Who is now negotiating experiments with High Command? And then for me, it said uh, Gail status alive. So I assume oh, yeah. you said he was deceased. Yeah, he was deceased. What did it say from being deceased? Uh, I don't know. I no. can't remember. It just said deceased, I think. All right, it said, Gail did survive, but he's seriously injured and is recovering. It says, Rick is analysing the data. That was recovered, so I imagine you got that as well. Yep. It says, Regina is alive and ready for the next assignment. Tom was attacked and killed. Um, He will be missed. Then Cooper, status unknown. They lost contact and didn't hear from him. Poor Cooper. Poor Cooper. Right at the start. Nobody. And then did you, did you get your your stats at the end? Uh, I did. I don't think I wrote them all down. Although I all got right. the I... excellent, you've got mad skills. 
Right, yeah. So I've got game mode easy, continue zero, clear time, I guess the important one, four hours, 45 minutes, one second. Oh, mine was four hours, 19 minutes. Oh, nice. Um, did 19 saves. I did 23 saves. And obviously I got one out of three endings. Yep, same. And then at the end it just comes up with some text. Operation instruction says excellent you your performance was outstanding now i have a special mission for you although the challenge of the next mission will be extreme i'm confident in your abilities good luck and then yeah you get that screen and it's like regina in jeans and a leather jacket and it says excellent you got mad skills dino crisis yeah i got that as well and that was the end and that was the end i found some of the ending i found the ending that i had seemed a bit rushed well not rushed the T-Rex on a jet ski seemed a bit stupid <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll check that one out on YouTube actually because I want to see yeah YouTube it I mean yeah YouTube it and just just tell me it's not me I mean yeah it, it, it yeah it, it was just like how's it being I thought next thing it'll come out with a parachute out of the water and they'll be pulling it behind it just insane <laughs> I don't know yeah because I, I think I saw in the credits, if you watch through the credits, they show, there's bits of video about all the kind of cutscenes and stuff that happened throughout the game. And I think I saw where the dinosaur was running through a passageway. I'm not sure if that was the helicopter thing that you were talking about. I think it would have been, yeah. Yeah, and that looked like, it looked like a copy and paste of that, just they put water in it. Yeah, pretty much. So it makes sense if it was running after something like a, maybe a helicopter, but going after the hovercraft that was going so fast through the water. Nah, it just seemed silly. I'm just looking now on YouTube. It does look weird. It looks daft. It's like flying through the water at like 30 mile an hour. It's crazy. Yeah. So overall, how do you feel about that game? Yeah, it's all right. It wasn't as... I don't know. I didn't know what to expect from it. I mean, it was decent. I mean, for its time, I guess, you know, fairly good game. I mean, I, I really warmed up to it. The more I played it, I thought it got better and better. I mean, you know, it's it's like Resident Evil. It's got the tank controls, so, you you know, you spin on the spot left and right, you do forward back. But you've got the quick turn, like down and B on a Dreamcast, I think, on a PS1. It's like R2 or something. Mm. I quite liked it. The story's quite good. Yeah, the story was better than I expected, to be honest with you. The music was really nice, really good music, Um, you know, very orchestral. Yeah, I thought there was some music very like Vagrant Story in um, part of the third energy when you when the when it started going a bit panicky when you had put it to overload and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. Game. Not too many enemies in the game actually. You know, there wasn't that many dinosaurs that you come into really. You know, you probably only come into in I reckon the top end of thirty enemies or so. Yeah, so it is easy to avoid, and it's it's pretty easy. Well, uneasy anyway to avoid them. Yeah, maybe there's more enemies on normal, but I think there is this. You know, I think if you complete it on normal, I think that you can get um, a bonus then the next time around to wipe out all the enemies. I think that's what it's called. Ah, right. Oh no, I think you get that anyway. You get the um, special mission extermination agenda or something. Okay, maybe that's it then. It's it's just it, it it puts you on stages, puts you in like different parts of the game, and there's sort of ten enemies, twelve enemies, whatever, and you got to kill them. That's all. Right. And, and when you complete it as well, you do get some new costumes. You get the battle costume and the army costume, and I think if you complete it again, you get the, the cave woman costume, which also changes the weapons as well, changes how the weapons look. Why would she be dressed as a cave woman? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just some silly things Capcom did, didn't they? Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. I'm sorry. 
overall, I would uh, I'd recommend anyone to play that. Really. Yeah, I mean, it didn't age. It hasn't aged too badly. No, definitely hasn't. And you can also play it on PC, and it's even better again on PC, looks wise. It's like I think there's a high res texture pack for it, so it looks probably quite nice on PC. They might make a remake of it. Although, hopefully, not not what they've done with GTA. No, oh god, no, that's getting slated at the minute, isn't it? Completely. It looks rubbish, actually. Oh, it looks I mean, terrible. I've seen a few videos. Compared to the originals, I prefer the originals. No. If I want to play GTA 3, I'll just bust out my PS2 and play GTA 3. Easiest way. Yeah, or but you could, or you could just get one and use to what the community and stuff have made, like texture packs and all. It like, probably looks way better. Probably. And mods. Normally do, yeah. The mods are great. Well, I guess we should probably talk about what we are going to do next because by the time this goes out, we'll be practically in December, um, and December's a busy month for a lot of people, so. There's only going to be a couple of episodes next month, one of them being a short, which we've done for Unmetal, but we're going to try something else. Possibly an Amiga game. Yeah, cool. And also, we're going to do a Christmas special, which will probably come out a week or so before Christmas, so, you know, we'll not give away what that's going to be, just stay tuned and listen to that. Yeah, maybe there'll be a musical number. Gonna paint a wagon. <laughs> maybe we'll do a musical episode. <laughs> a musical, maybe. Maybe we should try. A Christmas musical miracle episode. Oh. So I would just like to thank, you know, everyone who listens. If you got this far, close, probably going to be a 45 minute plus episode this. You know, thank you very much. But just explicitly, just to thank some people who support us on Twitter. Uh, you know, just base names only, but there's... Uh, you know, Jack, Thomas, Rick, Kevin, lots of people who interact with us on Twitter, Ben. And also shout out to Stephen Briley, our friend, who says he listens every week. Hello, Stephen. So that's all the way from Vietnam, so that's nice as well. So hello, Stephen. When did we start doing this podcast? When did we start doing this? Yeah, when uh, was the a- first April? Ep- April. So this will be, the, yeah, the, the end of 2021. So we're pretty much nearly at the end of this calendar year. That's yeah. weird, since April. I can tell you exactly when it came out. April 5th was the first episode. I guess, yeah, we'll do the next proper season in 2022 then, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, when you find a game and decide on a game, I put a thing on post on Twitter asking for suggestions, got some good suggestions, I need to look at them, um, but I've got about, you know, six weeks to sort of figure it all out, so... You know, get the Christmas out of the way. I have in-laws with me for two weeks, which would make recording very hard. Well, you could get them to do a guest podcast. <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah, th- once again, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, stay tuned for the, the short episode. Um, just to finish on a b- dinosaur fact. Of course. Well, it's not course. a dinosaur fact. I forgot about yeah, the dinosaur fact. It's not a dinosaur fact. This is a dinosaur joke. Okay. So what what would you call a dinosaur that keeps you awake at night? Oh, I don't know. A Brontosnorus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what do you call a one-eyed dinosaur? I don't know. Do you think he saw us? Oh, see, I think that would, those <laughs> kind of things would have fit in in Dino Christ. <laughs> probably would have. Yeah. They probably would have. Anyway. So, so anyway, thank you very much. Thank and you. Good night. Good night. <laughs>